Nat Cage Pride. Someone's gonna steal the Declaration of Independence. The treasure of the Knights Templar is the treasure of all treasures. Oh, I didn't know that, really. My house is my own cage. Welcome to another episode of Late Night Cage Fight. This will be the final Nicolas Cage film that we will watch for season one of this exciting podcast where we explore the entire film universe of Sir Nicolas Cage. We're all huge fans here and we're excited to talk about the latest installment. I don't know why I said that because it's another old ass movie (laughs) from the 80s called The Boy in Blue. And let me tell you what, The Boy in Blue looks good in blue or without anything at all in this film. He is ripped to shreds. And I just love it. Yeah. I love it. Uh, we're going to talk about, obviously, what happens in the movie, uh, what ge- what we can remember, how we watched the movie, our impressions of the movie. Uh, Steve, you said you actually wanted to start us off. So what was it you wanted to say? Yeah. Well, so so I was just going to kind of just the history of the boy, the boy in Blue, you know. So it was, uh, it was probably one of Gainsborough's most famous works. Um, it was actually thought to be like a self-portrait back in uh, 1750. Hold on, hold on. Sorry, that's the blue boy. That's a, it's an old painting. My bad. Um, are you are you, wrong are you kidding me? The are you boy. kidding me right now? The blue boy <laughs> lives on a war-torn planet. Okay, his parents got killed, and he doesn't want anyone. Doesn't love anyone. Doesn't want to be loved. God damn it! Never mind. Hold on. Hold on. Wait, wait. You're gonna have to do this. I, I'm I'm on the blue boy. It's a picture book. I. <laughs> I, oh my shit got messed up, man. We had enough trouble trying to find right. this movie. The so first you're telling point. me you look, you looked up, you looked does. up the boy in blue just now, so you could re- read about yeah. it, and uh, you weren't looking at the right thing, of and, course. And I'm getting, I'm getting all the wrong shit. <laughs> yeah, yeah, okay. I'm getting all the wrong shit. Well, I got the Wikipedia up, man. Boy in blue, it's not. That's what I was trying to use. It's a 1986 Canadian drama film course the moment we realized it was canadian was kind of amusing we didn't know at first it was canadian but we didn't really know anything about it even though steve you did a while ago kind of key us in to the fact that it was uh, about a canadian um scholar is that what they're called no. yeah but not, yeah. not to be confused with like the indians <laughs> you're thinking scalper no those are so, oh yeah okay, okay. yeah yeah that's yeah. right wow that, that really hit the mark there steve uh, it's a film written by Douglas Bowie, co-produced by Peter North. I'm sorry, Steve North, John Kimeney, Dennis. I, I can't. I'm not even going to try these French names. 20th Century Fox film. Filming took place in Quebec and Ontario. Released in theaters January 17th, 1986. It is based on a true story about the life of Toronto scholar Ned Hanlon. I had no idea who Ned Hanlon was. Uh, now that I do, he must have been... Learned all about it. Ned Hamlin was Nick. Ned Hamlin was Nick, yeah. And he must have been an amazing, fierce rowing champion. A formidable competitor. Clearly. 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 But before we get into the movie, well, let's talk about since some time has passed between now and our, our last recording. Um, let's just catch up, guys. I mean, I'll start with myself here. After what was the last movie we watched? Was it Cotton Club? No, it was Birdie. And I tell you what, those two together—that's enough to make you not want to watch a movie yeah. again for yeah. at least a year. Yeah. Um, but man. And then you walk into this. And then we walk into the Boy in Blue. And it's interesting the, the way we did it because, well, let's just talk about actually finding a copy of it. 
It was like Cotton Club. There's nowhere to stream it. Libraries don't even have it. They get a, they get offended if you ask if they have it. Can you tell me where I can find a book on astronomy? This is the funny thing. I actually found it online, like on the, the library search thing um, through my library. Right. And I placed a hold on it. And ironically enough, it's been almost a month now and they still haven't called me. <laughs> So yeah. I, I think that, that when I ordered it, they were like, forgot we had this thing. And they pulled it out and they lit it on fire. <laughs> they're, they're just refusing to hand it to you. So I ended up having to buy this thing off of eBay, of course. And the way we did it was uh, I streamed it for you guys. And we, we kind of watched it together, which I thought worked out pretty well. I enjoyed it, especially the fact that yeah. I could kind of record our reactions and we could be a little more modern with our, you know, super cool reactions to it. So yeah. I'm sure throughout this podcast, I'll include some of the audio and uh, video, depending on what we do with the video as well from that, because there are some funny moments and it kind of helps me remember some of the scenes. But, uh, you know, I tell you what, this is, man, it's like Cotton Club. It's, it's, it's a rough movie to sit through. At least it was for me. I don't know what I would have done if I had to watch it by myself. I would have fallen asleep about 15 times, I think, but... But uh, there were there were a couple cage outs, and that's always that always makes these older films worthwhile. You know, you got you have to have that that moment where Cage just loses his shit and screams profanities, right? We had some of that. It doesn't happen very often. <laughs> it doesn't happen very often in this movie, or you mean in general? Both. What are you talking about? That's his signature. <laughs> oh, you're just being a you're just oh, being yeah. a douche tonight. Yeah, that's what I do. All right. So, yeah, there's been some time. I moved to Japan for a few years, so that was a big part of it. Had to transport all my stuff uh, by ship, you know, and got all that stuff uh, a couple weeks ago. Had to set up, and so finally I'm settled in. I'm getting back into the routine of recording and editing and all that stuff. Uh, how have you guys been? What's new? Oh man, nothing new with me. Nothing just, new. Just uh, sitting in a hotel, just sitting in a hotel right now, and talking to some very wonderful men right now. This is great. Yeah. I what? What else would I want to do? You know. I love sitting in a hotel and talking to men. That's one of my favorite things to do. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 Well. Yeah. So you prefer I, talking more than watching a Nicolas Cage movie? It's more the discussion is more exciting, probably. <laughs> At least early on. I tell you, I, I, I'm glad, I'm glad we watched that movie the way that we did. Oh man. Because I don't think I could have enjoyed it any any more than that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it to me it seemed like uh, it seemed like Nick Cage uh, did all the direct and everything for the movie as ridiculous as it was yeah it felt I think he does sometimes it, it really felt like the director gave him a lot of leeway in this one I think I would love to see Nick direct his own movie I, I don't think he had well yeah that would be great if he directed and starred in yeah. his own movie it would probably be more amazing yeah. than anything we've ever seen it'd be like some like some some M. Night Shyamalan stuff what a twist! What about you, Steve? What's new with you? Not a whole lot. A lot of shit going on with work. Uh, 
my my son's first birthday is this Sunday. Happy so birthday to him. Getting ready for that. Yeah. Very cool. There has been some interesting Nick Cage news. Are we talking Nick Cage in the news? Yeah, we're talking Nick Cage in the news here. I mean, I wanted to talk Nick Cage in the news a while back. But you remember he got married? And I wanted to celebrate that marriage? For like like a day and a half? Yeah, I guess it was four days. Was it four days? I thought it was four. I thought it was like 14 hours. Yeah, they had like a shotgun wedding. But he was drunk. In Las Vegas. He, he was, was drunk. drunk. It, fault. it was just one of those days. Uh, yeah, I understand. Sometimes I get drunk and... But this chick he married, Erica Koike, I'm not quite sure. They're, they're finding out that she has a criminal history, she dated drug dealers and stuff. Maybe uh, she was in a relationship with another person. He, let's just say he knows how to pick them. They had that huge, they had that oh, yeah. huge fight before they got married. And... Uh, Wow. I guess three months later, they're officially divorced, so... She kind of looks like... To me, it looks like she's had some work done. Maybe uh, Botox. <laughs> and uh, she kind of looks like a plasticky, more plasticky Miley Cyrus in that shot I saw. Now it's my favorite thing in the world is smoking pot and playing UFC videos. Yeah, right. So was it was it before or after the, the marriage when he did the, uh, the, the Prince bit? What was the Prince bit? He did uh, an angry cover of Prince's uh, Purple Rain at a karaoke bar in Los he Angeles. Did? I didn't know. Mm-hmm. Tell me about that. No, there's a, there's a video up of it where he's he's like he's doing an angry rendition of Prince's uh, Purple Rain. Oh my god, that's like a dream come true. <laughs> it's, it's a real life cage out. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, let's let's dive into the boy in blue. Oh, 1986 sports film. You guys ready to talk about this? Do you remember anything from this movie? I try not to. <laughs> Ned Hanlon is determined to become the fastest man on water. You don't know how good you are, do you? Sure I do. But first he's got to reform himself. Refine himself. This is making me sick wearing these monkey suits. Control himself. Prove himself. Get up! Harvard man! There's a world of Brody difference between Rowan to escape the police. Rowan, like a champion in competition. They couldn't break his records. You'll never win another bloody race. Or his pride. Mr. Hanlon, you wouldn't recognize Wynn's sophistication if it hit you in the face. Five. Because he's trained too long. Still haven't seen what he can do when he really puts his mind to it. Pushed too hard. I want to win fair and square, not at all. And risked too much. We bet twenty thousand dollars. He's an investment that's going sour. To settle for anything less than being the best there is. Can they even beat him? I know I can. Nicholas Cage is the boy in blue. The true story of a legend who left history in his wake. 
Listen, you know, you know if it's if it's gonna be a headache just to find it, it's got to be bad. Oh, well, that's I mean, not necessarily true. There were there were there were a lot of endearing moments in this okay, movie. Okay, yeah, here we go. But I remember I remember starting out and being very confused from the get go as to what's what's going on if there's if there's a race if it's just guys dicking around in the lake. Mm-hmm. I mean, honestly, it, it looked like it looked like when you go with a group of uh, I don't know, like young kind of frat guys that are just fucking around at the lake in boats. Uh-huh. That's what I thought it was. Yeah. So I thought it was going to be like a frat party or something. And then the next thing I know, he's maybe racing, maybe like smuggling drugs. Right. I, I'm not really sure what's going on. I remember it started out on the lake, I guess, in the bay somewhere. They're rowing, and um, Steve just thought that they were dicking around. Right? Was that you who said? Yeah. <laughs> I'm not really sure. Are they racing or are they just like dicking around? I think they're racing, man. Just like... <laughs> yeah. you know, I was earlier, is he literally fighting? Is he racing like this strong man from the circus? How would they not be racing? Look at all the people around. <laughs> yeah, but like five minutes ago, they were just like knocking into each other and laughing. I immediately yeah. got the sensation that... Or I had the thought that it's going to be... Like a, a a real serious drama. This person's gonna yeah. face some big challenges in his career and life, and he's gonna have to grow and maybe deal with tragedy. That kind of drama is what I expected. You shouldn't what expect what we ended up getting was more of what I would say like a Sunday matinee. Uh, kind of, it kind of had like a western feel to it. Just real simple. It didn't dive too heavily into the characters there was some emotional drama mostly the romantic spin but that romance was so forced that it just you couldn't take it seriously which one are you talking about well that's true i mean if you're talking the early on i don't even know that he was in like a real romance because like the first girl was just like he smuggled some i think he was smuggling um like moonshine Mm -hmm. yeah he's a moonshiner so he's he he smuggles some moonshine over dirty and then, dirty job, yeah. And then he goes and does a dirty job to some to some dirty job, and you know they're coming into the lynch mob shows up, right? Yeah, 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 fucking sinner, you dirty mm-hmm. sinner. It's because he has moonshine. Yeah, how did they get the rope on him? They're just that good. And then they were behind him in the boat. They were, just, they were full on yeah. It's an ambush. And then what? He he ends up getting picked up by the the some dude. I don't. I still don't understand what Knox's character was. The guy that like initially enlisted him to go and race. Why was he there? Yeah. And what was he actually doing? Was he just randomly some rich dude yeah. that's hanging out and he's like, hey? I'll manage for you. Right. Just I happened to be in this place, or sought him out, or there was not a lot of explanation. Well, wasn't, as to who, who he, he was. uh, wasn't he Jason? Billy oh my God, Kevin, Billy? you are lagging like a lagger. I don't know, but whatever happened, you suddenly cleaned up. So evidently, whoever was watching porn in the room next to you just decided they were done. <laughs> Taking up all the bandwidth. <laughs>
the family. That's what that sound was. Yeah. Yeah, they finished rubbing it out. Now they're they're like, okay, you can have the bandwidth back. That was pretty quick. So I don't Knox, know. Knox is the first Knox is the first manager that picked him up. The one that came and sought him out in Canada. Okay. I don't know who Bill is. But that was that was the one that re- looked like Robert Downey Jr., right? That you're talking about? Yeah, 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 yeah. But what's his but name? Bill. Junior. Bill. It was Knox. What's his name? Bill. Right, but first name Bill. I don't know. Probably. What was I gonna say? Oh, so he um, he was racing against him. It was Christopher Plummer, right? That's the actor. No, Bill. Oh, Bill is something Bill. Bill was his first manager. Yeah, yeah, you're right. Bill. Bill is his first yeah, one. And they were racing against each other at All the right. beginning. Yeah. Were they racing each other? Yeah, I guess. Whatever he saw in him. Yeah, it, it was it was just a a, ma- a matter of convenience. Okay, so here here's the thing. Yeah. This movie is very similar to Cotton Club in the sense that there's so much effort in trying to create the believability of the world that uh, it's like the writers. Um, forget that not everyone is familiar with the story and they don't try to fill in those holes. So things just kind of happen out of convenience and if you know the story, that's great. You don't have to ask any questions. But if you're just a casual movie watcher, unfortunately the way that it unfolds is, oh, well, now this character's here. I don't know why, but okay, I'll just roll with it, I guess. All right, so yeah. I'm reading the plot and I think I understand now how he got mixed up with Bill. Bill was a gambler, uh-huh. so that's that's why I picked him up. He was like, "Hey, you can make me some quick money." Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he wants some. So he wasn't a manager, not at first. Well, well not not okay. technically. He wasn't technically sure. a manager. He just kind of acted in that role so that he could place bets right. on it. Yeah, and he wants him to go to Philadelphia yeah. to race. Yeah, yeah. Because uh, he thinks he can make him some money. Yeah, yeah. like you're saying. Yeah, because he's like a yeah. horse. So what? What you're saying, Reese, is like so. If our parents w- were to watch this, they would know right away. Oh, so that must be you know that that must be that, that Hanlon. 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 Oh yeah, we we know yeah we know about him from all the history books. Right. Like he won all those yeah. records and and yeah. like we we have Michael Jordan. And and they had Ned Hanlon. <laughs> when, 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 when was Ned Hanlon? When was Ned Hanlon re- relevant? Like when, when well, did all this uh, shit happen? They had moonshiners. Eighteen seventy-six. So. Yeah. yeah. So our parents. Our parents. Uh, was that? Was that our parents? Right, yeah, right the after the Civil War. The late eighteen hundreds. Ned Hanlon died in nineteen oh eight. I don't think any of our parents or grandparents were even alive. Well, I'm sure they learned a lot about him. I mean, who was important besides him back then? Right. He was probably oh, I don't know how many of the history of, books. Of, of, yeah. Well, they were made in stone. Of uh, Playgirl. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, honestly, though, I just pulled up a picture He's of all that. No, yeah, I pulled up Ned Hamlin, man. That, that, he's he's a looker. Is he? I'd probably take. Yeah, I would take him for a mustache ride. Would you? I'm like Dave. You're you're advertising mustache rides. I haven't looked yeah. him up. Steve would, he would have yeah, brought yeah. up. Yeah. Just, on, man. I mean, just imagine with that sliding seat, It'd be a real yeah. force of nature. You didn't have to grease up that little asshole. That was a great scene. <laughs> um, they 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 zoom in on the men getting their their bottoms greased up. 
bottoms. Their bottoms greased for the uh, big race. I think it's an interesting historical point, but it also looks kind of funny. I think if that if this movie were to be made today, they would have had some one-liner or some quip about it. I think there was a lot of timing confusion as to where this movie was set, because I remember thinking at some points that it was a very, very old-fashioned 1800s kind of movie, Mm -hmm. and then times where it was a very, like, 1950s movie, and then there was one character in particular that was just straight-up 1980s. Yes. Yeah, he had, like, (laughs) yeah, he had the uh, cut-offs. The headbands. He's like a tank top. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah. he had a a headband that looked like... um, or am I trying to like say like Karate Kid? Yeah, yeah. But again, so did Cage. If you look up the promo shots, there's a scene with him working out. He's got these long white pants on. He's ripped, and he's got the he's got the bandana on, and the dumbbells. And it looks like he's just out of the '80s. It looks like he's in a Bruce Lee movie. So there, yeah. yeah there's a ton of shots that that kind of take you out of the the film because they're they don't seem to be. Uh, set to the right time. Well, it wasn't until right now that I even understood that this was supposed to be based in the 1800s. Yeah, I actually thought it was... I actually thought this was based in, like, the, the 70s, 80s time period. How did you think that with Moonshiners? Yeah. Did you think that Canada has not allowed alcohol? They didn't let you drink in the 80s? <laughs> Dude, it's, it's 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 the country. I mean, it's it's still technically illegal to make moonshine, and people do it. People That's true. People find yeah, ways to get around yeah, it. Yeah. So... Yeah, I I and and especially yeah. when you run into like some of those smaller like extremely religious communities, they get pretty serious about that stuff Fair sometimes. Enough. Yeah, I mean we run into that in Ohio. It's really, I guess, in the shots yeah. of the groups of people and what they're wearing. You know, the, the ladies have the big dresses. Yeah, you know that's where it's obvious. Oh, okay, but other than that, I mean, when you just show guys rowing. For a clear understanding, and I mean, and even when you look at the boats, I mean, that's really what boats looked like in the 1800s. Like, man, we have some serious lack of craftsmanship to, in today's world because they look nice. Yep, yep. For something that was free. Yeah. Most of what we're doing nowadays. I think we can agree that the boats are probably the stars of this movie, the real stars. Yeah. The best looking. I I think so. I so. Throughout all of this, I mean, I think that that we're supposed to be talking about Ned Hanlon as being this, like, star athlete and everything, but I never got that impression from this movie. The star was the old dude that made the boat. Oh, my gosh. That old guy? Yeah. What was that line he said? Was that that Riley or was that... I'm trying to remember character names. What was his name? Yeah, I'm trying to remember his character. Walter. 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 Yeah. Yeah. You think I'm queer in the attic. Your friend thinks I'm queer in the <laughs> attic. Remember that line? <laughs> that was my favorite shot so far, the guys greasing their asses. Thinks I'm queer in the attic. I'm queer in the attic. What you have the, the you have the shot where basically Ned Hanlon, Nick Cage, is being introduced to his secret weapon, what's going to be a secret weapon, which is the sliding seat that this old guy, Walter, invented. And he's there with his, like you said, pseudo-manager, Bill. And, yeah. and uh, you know, it kind of has this Spielberg feel of of wonder, you know, that it's like, wow, this this is going to change my life. And it's it's kind of, kind of dreamy. And then this son of a bitch, old inventor guy, says, your friend thinks I'm queer in the attic. 
and he just leaves because he's offended. He's upset because Bill, <laughs> I guess, made some comment about how he's he's not um, he doesn't buy into the sliding seat just yet. It was very very odd and funny, unintentionally funny. Uh, well, this isn't the first time that we've heard uh, a random comment along those lines. What, what, what was the Johnny? Johnny, are you queer? Oh, Johnny, are you a queer boy? Hey, Johnny, yeah, yeah. Yeah, Johnny, are you queer? Man. So he gets the sliding seat. He, he gets to use the sliding seat, and of course he wins, and he's amazing, and everybody... But barely, though. That's the thing that got yeah. me. He barely won right. with this thing that's supposed to be amazing, and, and he's also an amazing athlete. And the f- I don't know. I, I think it just irritates me that the whole movie is focused on how amazing... Cage, Ned Hanlon starts winning. He's a winner. He's a winner. And we meet the character Knox, played by Christopher Plummer. Yeah. Yeah. That's what I'm... I really like this actor. He just had that old-timey Western kind of style. He reminds me of, like, uh, what is it? Billy Bob Thornton. Billy Bob Thornton? Yeah, I can see it. I mean, of course, a much older. Right, yeah, much older. Yeah. yeah, I mean, I've seen I've yeah. seen this actor before. What have I seen him in? He's in a lot, a lot. Okay, of he's movies. in a lot. I mean, yeah. I don't even know where to start with him. Um, he's done a lot of voice work, a lot of TV work. Malcolm X. <laughs> Malcolm X. This also isn't the last we'll see him from either, because oh, yeah? I believe that he was also in National Treasure. Great, great. Oh, he was in. Uh, we'll have that to look forward to. He was to. in Twelve Monkeys. The movie, Dracula 2000. He was in a Star Trek. I think he also did some voice work in American Tale. Okay, A Beautiful Mind. We've seen that one, right? Yeah. Alexander Siriana. I'm just, I'm just listing the ones I've seen that I would probably remember him from. Oh, he was in the Imaginarium of Doctor Parnassus. Parnassus. That was Heath Ledger's last role. He actually passed away, I believe, during the filming of that movie. I guess Christopher Plummer, he played Dr. Parnassus, so that's probably where I recognize him from more recently. Oh my goodness, you missed it, Steve. You missed it. He's in Priest. Oh yeah, Priest! You mentioned that, I think, in our last podcast. That's right, we were talking about Christopher Plummer, and he's in he's in freaking Skyrim. He's a voice in Skyrim. Oh yeah. So yeah, I really. So he, yeah, he he does a lot. He does yeah, a I lot. I liked Knox. He if the whole movie was about Knox, it would have been a lot more badass. But of course, it was about Cage, and nothing beats the Cage. Am I right? That's right. Yeah. So he meets Knox, and yeah, I guess and it's Knox's niece. Should we talk about the sex scene? By the way, at the beginning when he's uh. They're having full-on clothes. Oh, I mean, I, go ahead. Uh, you with the old girl, yeah, yeah. right? With his previous. Yeah, I, I vaguely mentioned that that he was, you know, doing the doing the dirty job yeah. with the dirty job. Didn't see it coming. Didn't see it coming. Yep. And I, I really want. It's such an. It's, it's such a strange. Yeah. And just all of a sudden. Yeah. They, so they're making love in the loft of this cabin. I, get, I don't know if that's her place or where they are. I don't remember. It's it's the same it's the same cabin that every love scene from the last few movies <laughs> that we've watched has been in. I swear to God, it's the same yeah. cabin. Oh yeah, 
Yeah. Yes. Definitely. Uh, definitely. Do it here because Rusty, nobody else uh, wants to do it after you've been here. Yeah. yeah. You never sit up after yeah. yourself, and it's disgusting. But it must have Rusty been just James. like it must have been a spur of the moment thing because they both have all their clothes on. She's on top and and uh, loving it. And then you have preacher guy and his crew who are they know that they're fornicating and he's very upset about it he's trying to get them arrested for it because apparently it's uh against the law you know in canada at that time to fornicate outside of marriage i'm guessing and it's it's, always against god's law it's a really kooky scene because they they bust in and nick cage jumps off of the deck into the water and then swims to the great big steamboat in the distance. And I think it was supposed to be an exciting scene. Yeah. Yeah, but it was just absolutely ridiculous. It really set the tone for the rest of the film, which was was out there. Uh, <laughs> so yeah, I just wanted to talk about the awkward sex scene, but then later when he meets with Knox, Knox becomes his next manager, and he's warned. Bill warns him not to get too close to Knox because uh, Knox wasn't, maybe would not be out for his best interest. Knox was all about making money. He was a gambler himself. But yeah. the fact of the matter is Knox was good at what he does and he knew a good rower. Also, he had a banging niece. That's right. He had a banging niece. Right? Was Is banging the correct yeah. valley girl term? <laughs> <laughs> was it? No. That would be the Sorry. correct term. Bitchin'. I wasn't raised in 1876. Yeah. It was banging. Yeah. She was banging in 1876. In 1980, yeah. she was bitching. Yeah, late 1800s. She's bitching. Yeah. yeah. He's just like really bitching. You'll see. So banging uh, yeah. Cynthia Dale is the actress's name. Margaret. He just yeah. falls head over heels oh. for Margaret. Uh, right off, right off the bat. Yeah, it's not like this was written yeah. in a movie. It was just so organic and natural. Nick Cage was just, he was so just immensely. My thought was that the original script actually had him staying with the first girl. But like whenever this girl showed up, he was like, no, no, hey, hey, no, I want to be with her. I want to be with her. Just, just yes. redo the script. Yeah. I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it. I wasn't really a fan. I wasn't really a fan of uh, of her acting, at least in this role. But we're gonna have to get used to her because she's coming up again in Moonstruck with Nicolas Cage, yeah, yep. which has a much higher rating, and I'm sure it's gonna be a, a more bearable. Oh, I thought that was I thought that was Cher. Oh, Cher's in it. Yeah, Cher's Cher. in it too. Yeah. I'm kidding. Oh, that was a joke. <laughs> yes. Oh, well, yeah. I have you seen Moonstruck? I gotta remember who I'm talking to. I've, I, I, I know Cher is yeah. in it, and I was pretending yeah. that she was Cher. So, sorry. Go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> Sometimes okay. things go over my head a little bit. Yeah. So what happens next? He starts rowing for Knox, and he he falls in love with this chick, but she's she is just not having it. We have the famous. We have the famous... Go no, ahead. but she's like... She's like catfishing him catfishing the whole time. Him. yeah. Which, I don't know if catfishing was a thing in the 1800s, <laughs> but clearly it was. Because right. she was all about yeah, it. Yep. Um, There's the scene where 
he takes her out on on the, on the lake or on the river, the stream. I don't know the creek. It looked like a creek. <laughs> it looked like a swamp. <laughs> it looked like or I don't know. It looked like the the same like swamp creaky thing from uh, Little Mermaid. Get in there. Uh, Aunt Gert had to come along. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> who was half? Who was half up. dead? Right. Or... Right. <laughs> Yeah, it was another. It's such nice things. Yeah, she's drifting in and out of consciousness because she's on the verge of death the whole time. Oh, it's just my aunt Gertie. That was yeah. an awkward scene. It's just, it's just so obvious that she's catfishing and playing a game, and he doesn't get it. He just, he thinks that all the all the ladies want him. Yeah, yeah. I, they but do. What doesn't make sense to me is he hits on the first girl. They make love. He hits on the next girl, and he's he's trying real hard to get with her, but he doesn't he doesn't try to hit on Aunt Gert. Aunt Gertie, I mean, she's got it going on too. She looks, yeah, she looks like true. she's vulnerable. You know who he reminds me of? Somebody we could add two right know. there. I mean, do we even know? He's just rowing like crazy. He's winning. People love him. He's a winner. <laughs> yeah, they just kind of like keep going back and forth with this. I think Knox sets him up with like a legit trainer. Oh, he's got um, the leprechaun trainer. To me, it look like a leprechaun to me. All I gotta do is look up in the tree. Who else in the leprechaun say yeah? yeah! Yeah, he's got the leprechaun trainer. Yeah, um, yeah the Irish guy. Yeah, that was so, pretty cool. So he spent some time, you know, practicing, uh, apparently dressing like uh, Aladdin. Yeah, he's cosplaying Aladdin, and he's rowing. I like that he has his rowing machine right in front of the house, so all the guests can see. Oh, yeah. there he is, Ned Hedlund, right out front. Ironically enough, I have that screenshots like pulled up right now. It's just, it's just him sitting out there. They're all sitting out on the patio with, you know, having their, 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 <laughs> their brunch, and he's, he's sitting out down the stairs in his, in his vest. <laughs> yeah, I mean, totally 1800s Aladdin vest. Loved it. Mm -hmm. We also got to talk about. And his hair. Oh, his hair is just perfectly combed. Oh, just perfectly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and we have to mention, it's called The Boy in Blue because apparently Ned Hanlon wore a baby blue shirt when he rode. Uh, it's not ever really ex explained. He just gets the shirt and... No, no, Bill, Bill bought it for oh, him. Okay, Bill bought it for him. Bill, yeah, Bill just... I, I don't remember if he'd like shit himself or something and but i don't know for whatever reason he was like here wear this shirt he's like but it's baby blue it's like suck it up so he did yeah, yeah. and then in terms of a movie and i'm not understanding this as a true story or something that happened but just looking at this strictly uh -huh. as a movie the way it was portrayed there made it seem like they were just trying to find a way to reference the title oh, yeah yeah exactly and it was the same later when he had he was walking with that chick he's trying to he's he's trying to get with that makes him rock hard and um she's like oh so you're the boy in blue you wear the baby blue shirt and he's like it's actually it's just blue it's just blue it's not it's not baby blue it's, it's not baby it's blue. blue yeah um and it's like he might as well have just looked at the camera it's just blue. It's not. I'm not the boy in baby blue. Blue ain't your color. It's the boy in blue. Yeah. <laughs> I like that. 
this was a wonderful film. Yeah. All the whole family should watch it, especially if you're into rowing. Yeah, I'm your boy. I'm your boy. <laughs> especially if you're a hardcore. If you were a hardcore rower from the 1800s. From, yeah, if you were still alive, or if you knew anybody from the 1800s, who'd be like, "Oh my God, that Helen, he wow, he was an extra, he was a great rower. That motherfucker could row. He could row anybody out the water." The boy in blue. Oh, what happens next? I don't know, man. He just keeps winning. This chick keeps leading him on, and then you have, I guess, kind of the climactic scene where he's working out. Oh, yeah, and then I got you that. Hey, that puppy. Yeah, that puppy, that was me. I got you that puppy. And and this chick is all like, um, Nick, I, I have, I have a, a confession. What is it? I uh, don't know how to say this. Thank you for the puppy. He's really cute. Um, please don't kick him because we made a joke about kicking puppies earlier. It was supposed to be funny, but it kind of landed flat because kicking animals is never really funny. Um... I'm due to be married to someone else. I'm engaged. Sorry. <laughs> what? Oh. Ooh, also, oh. I, also, I never actually liked you. My uncle told me to try to do this. <laughs> this hurt me because this happened to me when I was a kid. You talking about Joe? Shut up. You know what? The, you know. You know what the puppy's name was? What was the puppy's name? Robot. Robot. <laughs> That's right. Yeah, clever. I believe him though. Do you remember? I that? don't remember that. I'll name him Robo. I kind of remember that. Maybe. Um, my favorite scene. Yeah. My favorite. Either you do or you don't. I didn't understand that alien speech. Go ahead and say it in English. I just I want to I want a Nicolas Cage movie where it's about aliens and he's like the lead alien. He doesn't even have to speak English. Give it time. Give it time. How'd I do? I'm still I'm still waiting for Schindler's fist. Schindler's fist. Where'd you come up with that? Yeah. Um, I don't know. One of those called Schindler. Nick Cage. One of those. Videos. What? You ever saw the like the Nick Cage's agent? Oh yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. Funny, funny, yeah, funny. Yeah, the all the all white remake of the color purple and uh, <laughs> Schindler's Fist. <laughs> so uh, all the other ridiculous movies takes on. My favorite scene: the, the cops bust in. This whole time, the cops are after him because he's a moonshiner, I guess, and a fornicator, and he's just a. Well, but they're only in Canada, right? Yeah, in See, that's why it's hard for Americans to watch this because we're we're constantly thinking, um, is that like a Canadian thing, or is that is that like an American law too at that time, or I I don't know. I, it's weird. Well, but he initially comes home to Canada, and everyone's like in love with him. Yeah, right? they're all like, dude, we don't even care that you were a fornicator. You're a super. You're you're a Canadian right. hero now, because you can. You can row a boat and not do crime. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but I wonder if this film is is big. I wonder if this film's big in Canada. <laughs> I don't know, man. I don't think so. Or maybe it maybe, was. At the maybe time. at the time. They probably know. 
They probably know Ned Hanlon better oh, than we Oh, yeah, do. of course. In fact, Ned Hanlon probably so. had the potential of becoming really well-known, and then they made this film. <laughs> thanks, thanks to the movie, nobody knows who he is today. That's what yeah. I think. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and if he was anything like he's depicted in the movie, I mean, he was he was kind of a drunken, um, just kind of a drunken, lazy slash lucky asshole. I mean, he wasn't even trying half yeah. the time he was rowing. Seemed like it. Yeah. Knox made sure yeah. of that. Yep, yep. Well, we find out that Knox, you know, wow, big surprise, he's not a totally uh, moral guy. They sabotage another rower's boat. Remember that? And Nick Cage eventually decides to uh, leave Knox, which which means that he has that Ned. Well, he, he decides to leave him after he like fixed the entire race. Right. He he clearly paid everybody off because like after the whole scene you were talking about with the puppy and her admitting that like hey by the way I never actually liked you I was just told to do that. He just gets trash drunk before his next yeah. race, <laughs> and so like don't worry, uh, don't wait. Yeah, so he, he he does the race, and obviously he just can't he just can't finish. He's doing a crap job, but like the other rowers are like clearly stopping and like oh crap, still making it, and like jumping off of their boats and like just so painstakingly obvious, yeah. like we're throwing the race. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that was when he got uh, banished, yeah. right from uh, from uh, the American Sports yes. League. Yes. Those, and he was deported. He was deported. So that's when everyone, all the all the people in town, like welcome him. Yeah. Like hero. They're like, we don't care that America hates you and that you're still a terrible person. Welcome back to Canada. Yeah. <laughs> right. Um, go back, Nick. Go Cage. back to where you belong, Nick yeah. Cage. But then, for reasons I still don't fully understand, the the police came after him again I later. It. I loved it. Arrested. They dunked his head. <laughs> and uh, then they shove a gun, the barrel of the gun in his mouth. <laughs> Listen, I don't have a lot to say about this movie because it was unbearable for me. Uh, but I don't want to give you the impression that I'm not going to vote for this potentially as, as one of the topper tiers because why would I do that? That's crazy. But I'm just going to say, hey, if, if you think that this movie has any redeeming qualities... Please, please continue. But I mean, we can just finish this up with how did how did then Ned Hanlon redeem himself? How did the character redeem himself? And then I'll give you a chance to tell me what you liked about this trash of a of a fucking film. He took down Tom Selleck. That's right. Yeah, Tom Selleck is in this movie. It's not really Tom <laughs> Selleck. It's I don't even know his name, man. Tom Selleck. It's, I don't either, actually. It's a cross-eyed Australian man. <laughs> That's all you need to know. His name is Trickett, played by Robert McCormick. Um, okay. What else has Robert this McCormick is, done? This is his last movie, by this the way. This is his last? That he... Yeah, he's an actor. <laughs> yeah, that he acts. Clearly. Yeah, yeah, That's yeah. That's a way to go an down. Actor, producer known for Children of the Wind, Utilities, and The Boy in Blue. If that's what you're known for, yeah, that was, that's a pretty sad. That was enough for him. Pretty sad. That was enough for him. He was he wasn't a bad actor. He was just, just a strange role. No, and I thought that his accent was. Uh, I won't get. It. I thought I 
his whole demeanor was yeah was, i shouldn't say accent but i mean honestly like so i i think what's funny for me for me because i don't know i know tom Selleck more of like the uh the, the family guy persona kind of okay. thing and that was my <laughs> that was my impression of this character the whole time okay. is that he was just he was just the real life version of the family guy version of tom Selleck. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so that was my impression the whole time. Like, can we get Tom Selleck? No. Can we get Family Guy Tom Selleck? Yes. You fly the chopper around the island. I'll go talk to the beautiful women. And Tattoo here will keep an eye out for the kidnappers. Higgins. We'll need to have security unlock the gate for me out front. Okay, Tattoo? It's Higgins. What? The, the, the name is, is Higgins. What's your name? Tattoo. Yeah, yeah. That's that's what I felt like with this guy is that it was it was it was the Family Guy Tom Selleck was the actor playing this role. And his lines, man, it was uh, you better watch your back because I'll be coming down the back right in the crack of your asshole licking the balls tomorrow. You better see at the rice. It's <laughs> <laughs> just like I don't even know what he said, but damn. Oh, and there was that one line by the by the other guy. Oh no, it was Cage said, "Bugger off!" Trying to talk to her. Bugger, bugger off. off! And Kevin was like, "Oh, he told him, <laughs> bugger off, man." And oh, in the yeah. 1800s, you didn't you didn't tell you didn't tell somebody to bugger off. That was serious business. No. Uh, Ned Hanlon redeems himself. By that's when the whole Rocky theme starts yeah. with him uh, joining up, joining up with the yeah, old. Yeah, let's geezer. talk about that. Yeah, we and have definitely a Rocky montage straight out of Rocky. It is full on Rocky, one hundred percent. I think yeah. I, I think while we were watching that, I even pulled up Rocky just to confirm the dates. To but I'm almost positive that yep, first Rocky in 1976. Oh yeah, oh yeah, definitely before this, and it was. It was yeah. basically, I guarantee you, I I can guarantee you, the pitch was we're gonna make, we're gonna make a Rocky-like movie about rowing. This is what we're gonna do. We're gonna do a movie, man, and it's gonna be it's gonna be like, it's gonna be awesome. It's gonna be Canadian. I'm gonna be like this Canadian rower, and it's gonna be kind of like Rocky, but like better because it's gonna be me, and it's not gonna be like fighting because that's lame. It's gonna be like rowing because that's really cool and shit. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's gonna be awesome. Yeah. They're gonna love it. So then he wins a bunch, right? He, so he then, has the the rise back to the top, and then what happens with the girl? Yeah, yeah, and they well, they he's still not allowed to row. He's not allowed to row in the United States, so they had to go to yeah. England to row right. and all that stuff. And didn't he try to rape her once or twice? Uh, would it be a Nick Cage yeah. movie if he didn't? <laughs> Good point. <laughs> he ends up running her. He ends up running, running her and her uh, fiance down in the carriage, and mm-hmm. and then uh, gets knocked off the carriage oh. and lays on the ground. He finally win her over. I don't remember. I don't know. Probably. Well, he takes his shirt off again. I think. <laughs> oh yeah. Oh my god. That's a classic cage move right there. I don't remember yeah. either. I he he does win her back, doesn't he? And then he even meets his his ex girlfriend at the end, and and it's like they're still cool. Well, yeah, anytime. No, but it, because his ex girlfriend is with uh, is hooked with up him. with Bill, right? He yeah yeah. It was like after he left Can- 
Canada. Yeah. Bill was like, he, he like, so Nick jumped into the to the boat, right, to to go meet Bill on the steamboat yep. on accident. After that, he does a race, I think, in Canada before they leave, or maybe in Philly. I don't know. Whatever reason, his girl, his girlfriend, in Rochester, Rochester, Rochester. Okay. Rochester, Rochester. Um, and she's there for some reason, um, which, again, I don't understand. Uh huh. And Bill, like at the end of the race, she's like, kind of looking around, like, does he even realize that I'm here? Oh. And yeah. and Bill's like, I realize you're here. Oh, okay, yeah. And then the next thing you know, it's just like her and Bill every time. Do you think it's like they show up at the same time, and he has this whole drunken montage? Um, uh-huh. Little, Bill's the one that was like sabotaging the other boat. Right. That's right. Uh, she, he was there with, with his with his ex-girlfriend, who Be- is now his wife. Do you think that was Bill's plan the whole time, was to get Nicholas Cage? hook up with the girl? Yeah. Like... Yeah, it was probably like revenge for, uh, uh, what the hell was that movie? Uh, Are the nerds? Revenge of the nerds? No, no, no. One of the <laughs> earlier ones that we watched where, like, Nick's whole ploy throughout the whole movie was to steal uh, Rusty James' girl. Oh, Rusty James. Yeah, right? He's, right. He, oh, that's exactly yeah. what Nick did. So this is, this Rusty is the revenge. James. Yeah, you mean Cotton Club, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. And then the movie just, it just kind of ends, like these movies tend to do. Just, oh, it's over. Right? Yeah. Well, he won his he won his race against Tom Selleck. He did. So that was that was the climactic finish. He beat he beat the Russian. I mean Australian. Yes, just like Rocky. Um, yeah. So what else is there? That's true. We didn't get a boy in blue too, though. I thought that was interesting. That's disappointing. Is the word you're looking for? Or three or four? Or yeah. Maybe, or maybe, five. do you think there could be a boy in blue too now? It could be like when Ned Hanlon was old, just loosely based off of him in the nursing home or wherever he was. It'd probably be more exciting. I bet, I bet you'd get a lot more attention than that one did. It could be, sure. it could be called the boy in blue too, a queer in the attic. <laughs> 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 still, still, still starring Nick Cage. Yes, of course. God, all, all of the same actors, all of them. Man, so that's pretty much Boy in Blue. I mean, there's not a whole lot more we can dig into. Um, for me, I'd like to. Sorry, no, please, by all means. No, I want to look this up. I'm well, just, I'm, I'm just look saying, for the most part, I felt that it was mostly unbearable, uh, minus a couple sequences with Cage uh, losing it or just being unintentionally comedic or funny. Um, there, there, It wasn't like Birdie for me in, in the sense that I felt that Nick even had a grasp of his character. In Birdie, there were some really great dramatic and emotional scenes where I felt like he was really acting and in this I felt like there was no direction whatsoever it was just kind of Nick just just being the bro he was just Nick being a bro um 
unconscious of the world that he's that that they should be trying to to build and because of that it hurt the film and it made it seem like just a really bad b movie almost like bad western the way it was shot um like i just i can't even believe that it was in theaters if it was at all yeah it's uh that's about it. Every time I feel like talking about something about it, it's just like is it, it's not even worth no. it. It's just so terrible. Right. It is very close to the quality of Cotton Club, I believe. If 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 you were to watch Cotton Club back to back with The Boy in Blue, I really believe it would cause some kind of mental illness. To be honest with you, I think I, I think if I were to were to watch one by myself, I'd almost rather watch Cotton Club. Are you serious? <laughs> well, you can't say that. Yeah. You really can't say that because we disqualified Cotton Club from the runnings. Uh, right, but what I'm saying is that as uh, if I'm just... watching, if I'm watching either one, it's probably good for us to list the movies that uh, are going into the final battle here at uh, Late Night Cage Fight. So, at this point, we brought all of them up tonight. Well, we did, but let's go ahead and list them. We have Valley Girl, yeah. Rumblefish, Racing with the Moon, Birdie, and The Boy in Blue. Yep. All right. Those are the five movies that we're going to have kind of face off. I'm going to explain. <laughs> I like what you did there. Do you like that? Yeah. Um, I'm going to explain the rules to you right before. Uh, so during our next episode, which is going to be the finale of the first season of Late Night Cage. I'll explain the rules before we start. Um, we, w- we, will, we will go through the films again just very briefly so we can at least remember some of the key points. And then each of us is going to have a chance to explain who we think should win. And we're going to have a chance to even rebut or refute. Rebut? A rebuttal? <laughs> that is not funny. That's not funny. Yeah, so it's going to be exciting. I'm really excited for our finale. Um, there's going to be one winner in the end, though. And uh, God, I hope we don't all pick the same movie. I think I already know where I'm going. Yeah. I, and I'm still not sure. Yeah. I'm still not sure until I really give it the thought it deserves. So I would recommend just kind of skimming through our old episodes so you can remember where you stood and some of the the interesting things that happened in the movies and just remind yourselves of Nick Cage's performances and uh, we'll start the battle so have we have we determined all of our our, our rating criteria uh, I haven't I haven't 100% yet but it is going to be a mix of a serious a serious review of the film as a whole, Nick Cage's role in it, but then also we have to factor in the entertainment factor. If Nick Cage is entertaining, even if it's like funny or ridiculous, that's an argument. So that's what makes this interesting is you can argue for a movie that you think is bad, but entertaining. And someone else can argue for a movie that they think is great, but perhaps Nick's performance isn't as entertaining per se. It's not as amusing. Uh, okay. And that's where it's going to be, that's where it's going to get interesting and we're going to have hopefully a referee. We're going to have somebody who can look at it objectively and say, well, this is the argument you presented to me and, and uh, this is going to be the winner. And then our champion is going to go on to compete in future episodes. <laughs> so yeah, that's, that's kind of our really rough rundown of The Boy in Blue. Um, I'm going to say... Don't watch it unless you have to. I mean, you got to be the biggest Nick Cage fan in the world to watch it more than once. 
Definitely. I have something to show you guys. You guys see this? <laughs> this is a this is a little booklet that I bought at a comic shop in DC. It's called Pages of Cages: Activity and Fun Book. And on the cover, it has a picture, a drawing, a real rough drawing of Nick Cage. And it says, draw yourself with Nick Cage, which is really cool. And then on the inside, it has the complete Cageography checklist. Look at that. All of his movies. Oh, man. All of his movies up to 2014. So I can actually go through this and check them off as we go. So this is, this is like our new Bible. And I have to... <laughs> I have to uh, credit Kate S. and Kendra K. These are two ladies that made this on the back. They're called Team KK. So check them out. Oh, it's a good thing to show them too. Go teamkk.tumblr.com. I've never actually gone to their website. But... Wait, second, there's a third. I, I, I get it. That's pretty funny. Yeah, Team KK. <laughs> yep. Look at this. The Nick stash. You cut out his facial hair and you can give him a mustache or a beard. It's pretty awesome. Connect the dots. Connect the dots and find out what one of Nick's more infamous pets was with this puzzle. I haven't done that, that yet, but I'm super excited. I think my daughters will like that. I bet you. And in this sick. page, these two pages is called Take Two. How much cooler would it be if Nick Cage were in all these different movies? The first one is Frozen, and he's the he's the damn snowman, Olaf. <laughs> 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 that would be so much better. Um, Harry Potter and the Prisoner of the Rock. And he's Harry Potter. <laughs> uh, we have the Hunger Games. He's Katniss there with the bow. And then the Fellowship of the Ring. He's Aragorn. And it says right here, true fact, which I didn't know. Apparently Nick Cage was offered the role of Aragorn at one point. Could you... Offered? He was offered the role... Offered. Like, yeah, if he would have said yes... He turned down his role? Could you imagine Lord of the Rings with Nick Cage? I'm honestly half-chub right now. I, it's actually closer to... It's hard to believe. I really can't see, you know... I want We've got to get the ring. I want, I want to go back. Frodo. I was thinking about that tonight. So everyone's been all pissed off about the, the Game of Thrones yeah. ending. And I was imagining if Nick Cage was Jon Snow. Oh, my God. He's too old, though. He would have had to be one of the older characters. I could see him as... Uh, Jorah? Jorah? Yes. Jorah Mermont? Yes. <laughs> yes. Sir. Yeah. Yes. Cersei. Or Cersei. Yeah. Daenerys. You have to ask yourself, is this a good idea to invade? You still have yourself. Make the right decision while you can. And Godgers, you're hot. You're hot. Can I touch your tits? Look at this. This is a cutout. This is a cutout of Nick's face from Face Off. That's horrifying. It is horrifying. I'm totally going to wear that at some point. And then look, every magazine has to have a fold-out, right? Look at that. Can you see it? <laughs> What's in that bag? What's in that bag? Is that, that from, or something? Is that from Yeah, Con it's from Air? Con Air. No, it's from the Wicker Man. It's from the line is from the Wicker Man, but it's it's Nick Cage posing naked with a bag over his genitals. And it and it says really? What's in the bag? A shark or something? And that's a line from the Wicker Man. And then, yeah, we got more games and complete their thought bubbles and then some fake movie posters. Like, I like this one. 
Catastrophe with Nick Cage and The Rock. God, that looks terrible. That looks like something that would be made. Yeah. I, I, I would love to see a movie with, with Nick Cage and Dwayne The Rock Johnson. Dwayne The Rock Johnson. And then finally in the back, <laughs> I hope they don't mind that I'm like revealing everything in this because I did pay a couple dollars for it, but I think it's amazing. They have a Vampire's Kiss cupcake recipe. Oh, hell yeah. So, yeah. I'm excited for that one coming up. Yeah, me too. We got a while to go, though, but I got to tell you, man. Well, do we really? Because, I, I mean, I think it's in the next is it? season. Oh, thank God. If I, if we're talking five movies, five movie seasons, our next season is uh, Peggy Sue Got Married, okay. Raising Arizona, okay. Moonstruck, Vampire's oh, Kiss, and Never on Tuesday. Yeah. But I'm not 100% sure Never on Tuesday is going to count. I haven't seen it, but it's IMDb shows it as an uncredited. Yeah. So I'm gonna, dude. I'm just a man of sports I'm guy, gonna go on the so. record here, guys. Um, Raising Arizona is a solid movie. It's one of the Coen Brothers' earlier films, and I re- That's next season. You you deal with that shit when we come around to the next round, because I've already got arguments for other ones, and those I've seen I've seen a few of them from the next season. So yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, I'm just I'm just uh, making a guess because I haven't seen them all. I'm just, it's going to be tough because what I'm what I'm getting at is Raising Arizona, I think, is a solid movie. And then Moonstruck yeah. is probably a pretty solid movie, too. I haven't seen it. Um, is Cher in that one, Kevin? <laughs> yeah. Um, but Vampire's Kiss, Steve and I at least have seen. And it is it is it is That's a solid, solid movie. Solid movie. It's going to be an example yeah. where it's going to be really yeah. hard. It's going to be hard for us to decide the winner because those movies are fantastic on different levels. Yeah. Yeah. I think, I think I'm think i really excited for next season. I think we had a really good start of all yeah. of this. But I think uh, going into season two, I mean, just looking at the lineup that we've got, um, I'm really excited because I think that uh, – I, we're already starting to see Nick kind of developing as a as an actor. Sure. Um, I, I sorry, that left a bad taste in my mouth. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I, we're starting to see him really solidify himself in, in what it is that that we know and love him uh-huh. for today. You know, in in the beginning, it seemed like he wasn't confident. Um, and man, by the time we got to Boy in Blue, yeah, yeah. It's he's all he's all in. He's, he's all, all in. in. He he knows he he now knows. In the earlier films, we experienced some of what what we know as Nick. But at the point of Boy in Blue, I think that it's clear that Nick understands that Nick is who he okay. is. So you think he's coming into his own um, by by the time Boy in Blue comes around? Yeah, I think I think he's finally come to terms with uh, who he is as an actor. Okay. By that point. I definitely, um, I definitely think that he is pretty fearless by this point. Yeah, um, I'm not sure why though, but I just feel like with the boy in blue, he didn't really give a fuck. What do you think, Kevin? No. Yeah, I, 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 I think it's kind of it like it's like it comes and goes, and it's all. It must be just the amount of freedom that he gets from the director. Like it's definitely a drastic difference from any. Uh, any of uh, Uncle Frank's movies, yeah. <laughs> but I think, but Uncle Frank definitely doesn't give him as much freedom right. as far as even screen time. So when he gets 
when he gets too much freedom, it's like he just lollygags and doesn't even try. So, um, yeah, it's yeah. So it's kind of all over the place depending on what the it seems like what the director makes him do. Yeah. But it could be. I don't think could, anyone could makes him do anything. You don't think so? Yeah, I don't know. You think he's pretty? He's he's just he cannot be tamed. At this point. Uh, I don't yeah. think so. Okay. All right. That's that's all fair. You think the only thing the only thing that can't be done is just give him less screen time. Yeah. <laughs> that's, how, that's how Uncle Frankie takes care of it. There you go. Yeah. All right. So that uh, that pretty much sums up uh, our discussion of the Boy in Blue, and I guess kind of um, our impression of how we think Nick Cage has, like you said, evolved as an actor. Um, what's left is what, how are you guys feeling about the actual cage fight? What would you like to see in the cage fight? Um, steel chair. A steel chair. Yeah, I'm thinking of making this kind of like a like a WWE, WWF, WCW style, high energy. Um, we go in like ready to fight. How do you feel about that? Well, I mean, I think if we're really going to have a judge in this, I think um, I think the judge is going to be kind of the, the the announcer, the the ringman of all of this. Because um, uh, I mean, we've all kind of got to make our arguments and uh, convince convince the judge, right? That's what we're talking here. Yeah, that's that's the gold end of this. Right. So he'll make the final call. Yeah, yeah, I, I don't See, really have any concerns. I think Steve. Steve was really convinced he's going to win. And he's going to be super pissed when he doesn't. I'll fucking murder both of you. <laughs> I believe you. You're going to murder us? I don't win. If Steve doesn't win, that's how he plays. That's how he plays the game of life. Yeah. I mean, they haven't caught him for those Man. four people in Ohio yet. Right? Six. Yeah. Six, yeah. If you want to call them all people, some of them weren't really, you know. Well, they they only found four. They found them. I thought they hadn't found all of them. Any of them. They still don't know who it was. We probably shouldn't talk about this here. It's okay. (laughs) Yeah. What did you think about that guy who... uh, in Cleveland, who kept those people captive in his basement, right? And then he, like, killed Sean? people. Sean? Sean? talking about Sean? No, but I was thinking of having Sean as a ref. You could ask him if he is our ref. What would you think Sean, about having They were upstairs. I'm, I'm up for Sean. They weren't in the ref. basement. I, I know a number of people I think would be good refs. Yeah. Maybe, maybe at different well, times. I think between Sean, just I think send me, Matt, I think Drew. Yeah, just send me a Schindler's list. And then we'll pick one. I think about the guy in Cleveland. I knew something was wrong when a pretty little white girl ran into a black man's arm. That's yeah, yeah. Talking about? Are you talking about did the you, did you Cleveland wait. House of Horrors? Did you have anything to do with that, Steve? Steve, okay, Steve is I a we were talking about Steve. I don't know how to. We'll just go ahead and say it. Steve is a serial killer, but he has been working on himself. 
and it is not right for us to judge him for who he is. And so, as long sure. as he... He's 2019. Yeah, this is 2019. Just because Steve has a problem, he's different, he's born that way, he enjoys what he does, you have no right to judge him. Skinning people. Yeah. Skinning people? I Now, that's a little fucked up. I just thought that you kind of... <laughs> My bad. Uh, but I can't judge you. This is... You don't know anything, but you don't know anything about being a serial you killer, Chinchilla. Yeah. Yeah, you don't you don't like your meat fucking with the skin on. You typically eat your shit boneless, skinless. Uh, that's not true. Why would? My bad that you don't do it yourself. I, I don't eat people though. Doesn't yeah. matter. Meat is, is meat. this why you like Nick Cage? Because he's kind of demented sometimes in his roles, and and you're demented. Nick is not demented at all. He, Nick is a very wholesome family. You know, he did a movie called Family. He Man. did. That's true. That? He is a family man. That that means that he's all about family. He is a family actor. No. He's been in some really he great a... family movies. But as for you, Steve, I knew you were a serial killer, but I didn't know that you ate people, and now I'm a little grossed out. Well, you got to get that protein. Oh, you're working out, so you need extra protein. I'm trying to. I've I've lost like 14 pounds the last do you month. Feel, so do you feel pretty... guilty about what you've done? <laughs> Do you feel well, like okay? I didn't, I didn't yeah. mean to piss you off, dude. If this is going to cause a, a rift between us, then we'll... Dude, I've been... I've, yeah, I've been, like, fucking getting it. Do this. Cool, man. Yeah, mm. okay. I'm, yeah. You, you, you just make this about you, though, and not the people that whose lives you've destroyed, but it's not for me to say. I haven't destroyed anyone's lives. They destroyed okay. their own lives. That's how they got to where okay. they were. all right. You know the best way to exercise and lose weight quick? What? Um, I, I actually remember watching something about exercising from an old show that I used to watch called Sexy Class. Steve's going to bring up Sexy Class again, an old show we made in college. It's still on YouTube. What about, what about, what about rowing? <laughs> rowing? <laughs> rowing would be good. Rowing would be good. Maybe that's maybe that's the alternative I need to take. Yeah. All right, guys. Is there anything else to add? You need a you need a rowing machine. Fuck that, man! Uh, I would just go up to the, the the frigid waters of Canada. There you go. Well, that's it for this episode of Late Night Cage Fight. Stay tuned for our finale, where we will be battling. Night Cage Fight. And we'll be selecting the best movie of the five which will go on to compete the one that Steve chose what Steve why you gotta interrupt me the one that Steve chose the one that Steve chose yeah Steve thinks he's gonna win Um, Steve thinks a lot of things but that's not gonna happen thanks for tuning in (laughs) stay tuned for our finale of season one where we will be duking it out and we will discover the best Nick Cage film of his first five movies this is Late Night Cage Fight Take care. Late night cage fight.